With freezing temperatures on the way headed into next week, state leaders are warning Texans to prepare what you need to do to brace for the cold. And two local artists left looking for answers after they say an Austin business closed without returning their precious artwork. Plus, the new wave of student loan forgiveness announced today. Who is eligible for this latest round of debt relief? But first, the big story, of course, of the week, the huge drop in temperatures that we are expecting headed into next week. Mm -hmm. We have meteorologist Nick Bannon here who is telling us that this bitter cold that everybody is anticipating mm -hmm. is coming even earlier than we had thought. Yeah, I did a little math and I updated here with the 5 o'clock hour. Looks like the cold front arrives in Austin in 29 hours from mm -hmm. now and then mm -hmm. the numbers will tumble and it will get very cold Sunday into much of next week. Where is that cold right now? Well, it's north of us. There's a cold front working its way through Oklahoma. That'll be moving through Texas here during the day tomorrow, getting here late tomorrow evening. Ahead of it, I know it was windy today, but it looked nice. Mostly sunny skies in southeast Austin from our Whittlesey Landscape Supply Camera, where we're at 54 degrees now. Most of us a good 20 degrees colder now than this time yesterday with middle and low 50s across the area. It's still a little breezy. We're getting gusts occasionally in the 15 to 25 mile per hour range, but these winds will keep coming down as we head into the evening. It means if you've got evening plans, plan on it being chilly. 40s turning to 30s by 11 under a clear sky. Now coming up in first warning weather, an update to your Saturday forecast. Still a great day to prepare and get things that you need ahead of the cold and the potential for ice. We'll track that arrival of the Arctic cold front and the latest icing risk. Nick, thanks very much. The bitter cold will stall over parts of Texas starting this weekend, and today the governor says all Texans need to start preparing if they haven't already. He says it could be the coldest stretch for our state in recent memory. Our Monica Madden joins us now with more on what you need to know ahead of this temperature plunge. Monica. Hey there, Daniel. Well, it's hard to imagine because we had just gorgeous weather and so did many parts of the state uh, yesterday. But don't be fooled. This is about to get very, very cold as uh, parts of the state and many Texans are going to be experiencing freezing temperatures for at least four days straight. Basically a polar vortex. Freezing temperatures ahead in the first major winter storm event for the entire state. High winds preceded the cold snap in areas like El Paso, where the wind gusts caused damage, taking off the roof of this apartment complex. Our goal is to keep all roadways open. Text.Cruz crews prepping the roads. If we get precipitation, we ask folks to use extra caution. As leaders warn about icy conditions. There will be ultra cold temperatures. State leaders asking Texans to begin preparing now. It's always a good time to check your emergency supplies. Take the data stock up to make sure you have your normal supply of bottled water to make sure you have plenty of food in the house. Of course, things like dripping your faucet can help you avoid frozen pipes, but state leaders really want to emphasize actions that Texans can take to ensure they avoid injury or even possibly death. First of all, if you have a wood or gas burning appliance, make sure that you also have ventilation. You also want to never use a generator inside your home. And lastly, if you do have to use your car for power or warmth, make sure that you're running it with the garage door open. The recommendation would be, if at all possible, for you to stay uh, in your home or other locations so you're not going outside. There's no reason for people to stay cold in their home with all of the warming centers that we have across the state. 
Now, Governor Greg Abbott wanted to add that the state's power grid is prepared to handle the demand over the next couple of days. If anything, there might be some localized power outages due to possible trees falling down on those power lines. ERCOT does not have a conservation notice for now, but does have a weather watch in place Sunday through Wednesday. Britt, Daniel. All right, Monica, thank you very much. And as Monica just mentioned, TxDOT started pre-treating the roads this week in preparation for the drop in temperatures. Crews went out on bridges and overpasses today to prep the roads as a precautionary measure in case we get any wet weather in addition to the freezing temperatures. AAA also sent out some tips for when you're on the road during wintry weather. First thing, turn on your headlights to increase your visibility. Also drive a little slower and leave at least three times more space between you and the car in front of you. Also brake gently. This will help you avoid skidding if there is ice on the road. And be careful on the roads in rural areas. Those might not be treated or cleared as often. The incoming bitter cold is canceling Austin's Martin Luther King Jr. Day plans. Just into the newsroom, the Austin Heritage Council canceled the march, which had been scheduled for Monday morning. So the festival, which had been planned after the march, has been postponed until January 27th. And the city of Austin says it's activating its cold weather shelters tomorrow through Tuesday. If you need to head to a shelter throughout that time, registration will be open between 5 and eight every evening at the Texas Center on one Texas Center, I should say, on Barton Springs Road. In other news tonight, the White House has announced a fresh wave of student debt cancellation for some borrowers. Now, this round of debt forgiveness applies to borrowers who received less than $12,000 in federal loans and have been paying off their balances for at least 10 years. The Biden administration announced today that those borrowers remaining student debt will be canceled next month. The move applies to those enrolled in the new income-driven repayment plan known as save while 30 million people are eligible for the save plan the biden administration says that only about 7 million are currently enrolled it is not clear at this time exactly how many borrowers could be affected by the cancellation effort well after the austin bar luckies closed last year two local artists say their works on display were never returned to them leaving them looking for answers Local artist Brianna Vance says she estimates she's lost out on about $4,700 after eight of her pieces were never returned to her. She says she ran into the former Lucky's owner. She says he refused to speak to her, directing her to his attorney. I kind of don't expect to get my pieces back at this point. Uh, I, I really don't even expect to get compensated, refunded for my pieces as well. I just want to let other artists know to just be careful who, who they work with. Um, make sure that the business has some stake in the city already and you really trust them before doing business with them. And another artist, Mary Rockford, says she lost two pieces after the bar closed. She tried to contact the art coordinator for the bar and former uh, owner for several weeks, but she says she hasn't gotten a response either. Rockford told us, quote, it is disappointing to experience this kind of behavior from local entrepreneurs. Someone knows what has happened to our art. At the very least, we deserve open communication and answers. Now, one of the artists did file a police report. APD says the report was suspended, though, due to no leads, no witnesses, and no video of a crime. The department says the case could be reopened, though, if there are new leads. Now, we did reach out to the former owner of Lucky's as well as the bar's former art coordinator, but we have yet to hear back. The FAA says it'll take a very close look at Boeing after that Alaska Airlines mid-air emergency. What exactly the agency is looking into. And meet young Olympic hopeful with a passion for her sport and a drive to make the U.S. wrestling team. How a recent tragedy is further fueling her determination. 
The Federal Aviation Administration is increasing its oversight of Boeing after the recent Alaska Airlines emergency landing. Yesterday, we told you the agency has opened an investigation into the incident itself, during which a door plug blew off during flight last week. Now, today, the FAA said it will also audit Boeing's 737 MAX 9 production line, as well as its suppliers, to evaluate Boeing's compliance with approved quality procedures. The FAA grounded certain MAX 9 aircrafts for inspection after the incident last week, a move that affected both Alaska and United Airlines. A Texas DPS helicopter crashed near the state's border with Mexico last night. According to DPS, the helicopter crashed after it had a total loss of power near the city of Spofford. That is in Kinney County, about 15 miles northeast of the border. DPS says the helicopter had been on a border patrol flight as part of Operation Lone Star, the mission that has come under criticism from the U.S. government for testing federal immigration authority. Now, the helicopter was heavily damaged, as you can see, and one minor injury was reported. Well, coming up tonight on Dateline, a local story. A gunfight in a home here in Austin leads to a months-long mystery across the Lone Star State. Andrea Canning has a preview of what you can expect in tonight's show. In 2018, a well-known jeweler and his wife were awakened in the middle of the night to the sound of their dog barking. A gun battle ensued and one of them would not survive. What happened next was a months-long hunt for two killers and a mystery that would take detectives across the state of Texas and to the last person anyone expected. Tonight on Dateline. An Olympic hopeful has framed her whole life around a drive to make the U.S. wrestling team. But a recent personal blow has propelled her passion and determination even more. Only in the 50s this afternoon, but our high for the day, 67. That came at 1 a.m. And of course, last night's cold front did spike cedar. We're tracking the Arctic front that blows in tomorrow night and the impacts here in Central Texas in first warning weather. Some athletes love competition and others live for it. Wrestler Skylar Hattendorf centers her entire life around making the U.S. Olympic team. When she goes to bed, when she wakes up, what she eats, it is all done with one purpose in mind. Jack Doles has her incredible story in this week's Journey to Paris. Some people might call it an obsession. I wake up every morning and it's the first thing on my mind. Skylar Hattendorf first started dreaming of being an Olympian as a young child. Her father coaxed her to try judo, and with him in her corner as a coach, she won two gold medals when she was eight. I'd say the biggest lesson that I learned from him was to never stop. Her passion for winning was strong, but... I fell out of love with judo, and I started wrestling. The first time Skylar tried wrestling, she was 10. Now, her life revolves around the sport. For me, normal is, is going to bed really early so I can wake up at a reasonable time, get ready for practice, go to practice, have another practice at night, and then, you know, go to sleep and wake up and do it all over again. Like, that's my normal. Her normal includes winning. In 2019, she made her first U.S. team and finished second at the World Championships. Everything was trending in the right direction. And I think he taught me a lot of valuable lessons in the 15 years that he was with me. But 15 years was all she got. It's, it's hard when when your dad is kind of a, a coach in your life. So, you know, with any, you know, teenage father relationship, you know, we had our ups and downs, but he loved me more than anything. As if adjusting to his death wasn't difficult enough, COVID hit shortly after. 
practicing social distance is not a recipe for success for a wrestler. I mean, it's a contact sport. You need someone to, to practice with. But, you know, we did it and we got through it. To get through the loss and the isolation, Skylar says she leaned on her mother and came through stronger both mentally and physically. On the journey to Paris, I'm Jack Doles reporting. Now just 20 years old, the Olympic wrestling trials will be held April 19th and 20th at Penn State University. First warning weather with meteorologist Nick Bannon. Boy, what a windy morning. That wind settling down tonight going to make for a chilly night as we look ahead to tomorrow night's Arctic cold front that is working its way through Oklahoma. Going to slow down at least for the next several hours, but then pick up speed on its push into central Texas tomorrow night. Before that even gets here, it's going to be chilly tonight down to 33 in Austin, but I do expect a widespread light freeze outside of the city here tonight. And then tomorrow, a warmer day, about 10 degrees warmer than we were this afternoon, up to 64, mostly sunny in the morning. Some extra clouds start to push in during the afternoon, but plenty of nice weather tomorrow to uh, get things all set for the cold and potential for ice. Let's take you through the arrival of that Arctic cold front then. You see tomorrow afternoon, temperatures in the mid 60s, even some upper 60s. Fast forward to tomorrow evening at eight, that front already arriving in parts of the hill country, yet not in Austin at this point. But by 10 o'clock, it pushes into Austin, temperatures drop into the 40s and then 30s very quickly. And by just about midnight, that front has almost cleared the entire area. And notice we're already down to 37 in Austin midnight Sunday morning. Waking up Sunday, it's 20s to low 30s for just about all of us. We'll probably stay in the upper 20s to near 30 most of the morning. We're cautiously optimistic that we could try to get back to slightly above freezing Sunday afternoon, uh, but most of the time on Sunday spent below freezing. And then again on Monday, too, barely above freezing. Same for Tuesday. And then finally, we climb out of this as we head into Wednesday with highs in the mid-40s. Of course, our nighttime lows, much colder than that. Sunday morning's low, 27. Monday morning's low, 23. And then Tuesday and Wednesday will actually have the coldest temperatures of all. 16 Tuesday morning. That would actually be a record. And then 17 Wednesday morning. On top of that, Tuesday will be windy, too. So you add the cold, you add the wind, you get the wind chill. That's the uh, feels like temperature on exposed skin. Tuesday morning at 7 a.m., it's going to feel like teens and single digits. And there may even be a few spots in the hill country that feel like it's below zero Tuesday morning. Now let's talk about the potential for icing. Here's our clouds and radar beginning Sunday morning. The clouds thickening up, but we're still dry Sunday morning. There's the chance it's a low one. Sunday afternoon and early evening for some spotty freezing sprinkles. Those chances really go up midnight and later into Monday morning. At least half of Central Texas now, uh, we expect, get light icing on higher surfaces, those elevated bridges uh, and uh, overpasses and flyovers here through at least the middle of the morning on Monday. Does look drier by late Monday morning and into the afternoon, by which point whether we get above freezing or not, the icing should disappear. How much are we looking at, though? This is our ice accumulation forecast. There's the clock, and you can see there noon on Sunday, no icing yet. Amounts Sunday afternoon and evening look very light, a hundredth of an inch at most. But then when you factor in Monday morning, the amounts do jump. 
still keeping us all less than a tenth of an inch of ice. While those amounts are on the low end of things, this would certainly be enough to make things slippery. So our main winter weather threat Sunday night to Monday morning is going to be the potential for icy bridges. I think the surface roads will be mostly wet. We could get some sleet to mix in too. Those are those little ice pellets that bounce when they hit the ground. Maybe a few snowflakes at best. I know you probably want a little bit of that, uh, but uh, unlikely that we see much, if any, in the way of snow. Drier for Monday afternoon. Tuesday is cold and windy, a high of 34, but 45 by Wednesday. Low 60s on Thursday, ahead of our next front that knocks us down to 49 by Friday. All right, Nick, thank you very much. The beloved Notre Dame Cathedral in Paris taking big strides toward restoration after it was burned in a devastating fire over four years ago. What the recent progress means for its potential reopening. News Nation tonight. It's an Iowa caucus special report. Starting at 7, Leland Vittert is live from Des Moines with Chris Steyerwalt and the best political team across Iowa from key caucus sites. Then at 8, trust Decision Desk 24 to bring you the votes as they come in with Chris Cuomo, Elizabeth Vargas, and Dan Abrams talking to caucus goers for an inside look at how they voted. It's a pivotal night for the GOP, and it all happens live. Tonight, starting at 7 Eastern, only on News Nation. To find News Nation, go to joinnn.com. The iconic Notre Dame Cathedral in Paris hit another significant milestone in its restoration today. A large bouquet of flowers was craned to the summit of its timber frame roofing, symbolizing its completion. The roofing had to be entirely reconstructed after the devastating fire that nearly destroyed the cathedral in 2019. Remarkable progress has been made on the cathedral's rebuilding in recent months, putting it well on track for a reopening in December. One of New York's most beloved icons got a fresh new makeover. The Brooklyn Bridge has been modernized after over a century. After the Statue of Liberty, the next most iconic landmark of New York would be the 140-year-old Brooklyn Bridge. The $300 million makeover revealed today shows the bridge has been scrubbed clean, back to its original color, going from brown and worn back to its original glowing pearly gray limestone. That is thanks to an exfoliation that scrubbed away more than a century of grime. New energy efficient LED lighting on the arches have also been installed. It took four years to scrub this bridge clean and the new lights will last 20 years. All the better for the 30,000 pedestrians and 120,000 cars that use it every day. Well now to a story that shows age really is just a number. This 102 year old woman proved that this week by crossing off a bucket list item racing around the Richmond Speedway in Virginia. Binti Grelo may not look like your typical adrenaline junkie, but don't be <laughs> fooled. This granny shows that she has a need for speed, taking a ride around a NASCAR track. Now, once in the pace car, she said she was eager to take the ride of her life, but taking tight turns at 65 miles per hour in a NASCAR vehicle, well, it didn't quite answer her need for high speed. Was it fast enough for you? Oh, no. <laughs> How fast do you want to go? As fast as possible. <laughs> and after Bindi's laughs around the pace car, her family got to sign a square at the finish line. And Bindi says she plans to come back and enjoy a NASCAR race as a spectator around her 103rd birthday coming up in April.
Well, tonight on KXN, we have an all-new transplant for you at 7 o'clock, then a two-hour Dateline special, Ghosts Can't Talk. It's an Austin story, and then we're going to have KXN News at 10. Join us an hour earlier for KXN News at 9 on CW Austin, and here is where to find us over the air or through your television provider.